Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. Uh, we're doing this on a weekly basis now, since the season appears to be starting back up, at least tentatively. Of course, as we were saying again, with the virus and everything, we're always just waiting for everything's tentative till it actually happens. But um, not much news this week about anything, but I thought I'd ask you, Michael, if there's any new developments that you really thought we should bring up for the season rebooting? Um, not Nothing really springs to mind. I mean, just a couple of little notes, I guess, uh, that, that we should follow up on. They still haven't announced or determined what the hub cities would be. So, you know, we, we still don't know if, if Chicago is still on the short list or not for that. Um, there's still no firm dates as well, although, um, you know, it sounds like if they do come back, um, they're, you know, it would be with like your typical 23 man roster maximum, but you would still have, but you would also have, uh, the taxi squad like you would, uh, in, uh, in the playoffs where, you know, in the, in the past, the, the Hawks have kind of, uh, had the, the, the black aces label on the, on those mm-hmm. players. So even in the play in, you'd have, um, the ability to, to bring those guys in and work with the team, um, you know, so that you'd have some depth in case of injuries, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, again, even though this, technically isn't a playoff and it's not a regular season it's it's more or less being treated as a playoff and yeah um i would imagine all of the roster rules and um typical playoff uh trappings apply so um i do know like the athletic had uh, a little breakdown on what they would expect from the roster and uh they did that this morning and i i, I don't think i had any real uh issues with with their breakdown there. Um, I, I think pretty much the, the, the 23 guys that we saw at the end would, would uh, at the end of the regular season would, would more or less be the group you go with, with the exception of Calvin DeHaan coming in, um, likely replacing my guess would be like Baudan um, would probably be, or maybe Nick Sealer, although they might want Nick Sealer around just because he has, um, you know, a little more experience. And I guess if, you know, playoff hockey, typical tough guy stuff, you know, there's, there's always that mentality as well. Although if they ever get to a point where they're playing Nick Sealer in any of these games, they're in real, real trouble. Yeah. It's not going to be good. (laughs) But uh, yeah, the only other note would be, we still haven't uh, heard one way or the other yet uh, regarding whether, Ian Mitchell's contract would be able to kick in this year or next year. Yeah, any of the um, college guys that have signed for any of the teams, there's still an open question about right they count or not. Yeah, typically, um, you know, once once you know in a normal season, once the players um, college or KHL or whatever season. Um, those prospects are, you know, whatever league those prospects are coming from, once those seasons are over, they, they've they've been eligible to, you know, sign their contract and get their career going. And some of them debut even in the playoffs um, 
or you know sometimes a, a, a couple of games before the end of the regular season um, now with obviously the wrinkles that are involved this year with so many leagues that uh, typically wouldn't would still be playing while the NHL was playing and you know there there would be more European free agents available that sort of thing and my guess is they wouldn't want to, you know they wouldn't want to bring in a lot of guys. Um, so my guess would be that like European free agents, anybody that you haven't drafted, there's going to be like zero chance of those players being eligible. Um, however, I do think there, there will still remain the open question regarding players like Mitchell who have been drafted and, um, you know, the teams held the rights to, I, I still think there's a possibility that those players would be eligible to play. Now, yeah, it's something whether, that's got to get it's got to get worked out in the rest of these negotiations to you know finalize everything with the return right. to play. Yeah, definitely, definitely among the the details that still need to get ironed out. But even if that was the case, it you know it'd still be kind of an open question of whether Mitchell would actually break break into the top six. I, I certainly think he would be involved in the twenty three man roster again. Um, you know, to me, uh, Nick Sealer would be a, in an easy, easy drop out of that group in order to keep Mitchell up. But if he, you know, whether or not he'd be able to, to displace Slater Cuckoo as the uh, third pairing right-handed defenseman, I think is an open question. But, you know, it would still be nice to, to, to have him involved in at least being able to practice with the team, that sort of thing, and perhaps even, you know, be able to make his debut. I, I'd love to see that. Um, yeah. You know, he, he is the Hawks' top prospect, so. Yeah. So, now, I think there's, you know, I'm going to touch on something here. that It's kind of like, you know, we like to talk about the X's and O's and stuff on here. But, of course, everything that's going on right now with the protests and stuff and uh, Jonathan Tabes released this really good statement, but, you know, I don't know, because, you know, racism in hockey is a problem. Yes. And I, yeah, I mean, understatement of the century, right? Yeah. But I don't know how much we want to delve into this on the podcast, but I decided to ask you a little bit about uh, Tabes' sure. statement. Sure. Uh, you know, I honestly uh, haven't read the particulars of Tabes' statement. I, I I did see that he had made one and that people um, seemed to, to take it as a positive. You know, no, nobody seemed to take issue with it. Um, you know, we've we've certainly seen um, the reactions from athletes in, in different spheres uh, have uh, some pretty tone deaf um uh, replies and reactions to this and you know so it's it's nice to see that at least Habe's statement has been received positively um like I said though I can't, I can't go into details on it I've I, I've kind of tried to stay out of seeing what athletes and um uh you know celebrities and stuff uh, how they're responding to this um, just kind of given their privilege and their um, uh, socioeconomic uh, advantages yeah, yeah. that, uh, you know, they're, they're not always uh, subject to um, the same 
restrictions restrictions and rules uh social rules uh that are plaguing our our country um right now and so yeah i i don't know i mean uh, to me wish i could be out there protesting along with people um it's not something i'm um comfortable with um physically uh with my health um i have had issues with uh um uh, some of the previous flu strains that are around Mm -hmm. so uh, i've been taking my quarantine uh, pretty darn serious um and the the idea of being out there with that many people um regardless of how good of a cause it is um is is just not something i can um you know, I'm willing to take a risk on, right? But yeah, I, to me, I, I've, I've kind of hesitated to write about it. You know, I, I think there's a lot of other voices that need to be heard right now. And yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to distract from that. Um, but at the same time, I, I would certainly, um, I, I'm certainly in full support of what's go, been been going on. I, you know, I know there's probably listeners, readers that disagree with that, but um, I just, it, I think it's it's a it's a discussion that needs to take place in this country, and whether or not, you know, whatever your standing in this country is, yeah, whatever your, uh, um, I and stuff just. It, to me, at this point, you really need to, you know, you, you need to listen to what's going on and take it in and it, at least make an examination of your life and um, the privileges and that, that you've enjoyed or, you know, the, yeah, sorry, I'm just, I'm getting a little choked up, but yeah, I mean, just, you know, I, I would just encourage everybody to listen to as much as as you possibly can um if you are able to support financially with your voice in protest or you know whatever whatever causes you um want to you know bring forth at this point i i I would certainly be an encouragement of that and yeah i mean just bringing it back to hockey um i definitely uh yeah it's it's definitely a segment of the sporting world where you know it this is definitely a white dominated sport and mm-hmm. it's the the racism that's throughout hockey yeah it's one of those things too, at, at every level and, yeah and I, w- I wanna i wanted to add too it's just like i don't know if this is a common but some people are thinking well Canada is probably better than the U.S. in its aspect, and no, it's a problem in Canada. It's, it's a problem in America. It's a problem everywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, um, and you know, and I, I think that's you know another distinction that needs to be made too. In that, you know, this isn't just about racism and the, these protests that are going on. It's 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 about the system uh, that's been put in place, not just you know with the government, but. Um, you know, the social constructs that we have in place. And, uh, you know, those are no different in Canada. I mean, obviously, there's 
you know, slightly different government and socioeconomic um, issues there, but it you're still dealing with, you know, a, a, a country that's, um, you know, a descendant of the British Empire and all all that uh, entails it. Well, and I guess uh, the French Empire as well for, for parts of Canada. So, you know, there, the same ramifications that get passed down, um, you know, across uh, the centuries are, are in place there as well. And, you know, for for hockey, I, I would love, 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 love to see more players come out. Um, but really, I, I, it, it really needs to we need to get more of the front office ownership, um, the, the leadership in within mm-hmm. hockey uh, uh, needs to be a lot more receptive than than what I what I've seen in passing anyway I uh, um, like I said I haven't been paying a lot of attention but I just kind of keep an eye out a little bit and I, I haven't seen enough from the people with the most power um, to uh, create yeah. change and that, well, that so that's that's too, what I'm hoping for. yeah I was gonna say too um, former uh, Blackhawks prospect Akeem Aliou mm-hmm. has written a lot of really good stuff about his experiences in hockey yeah. and stuff and i really think people should uh, read that stuff because it if you don't know about this stuff but you should but if you right. don't know about that kind of stuff you should read it. it's very it's tough to read about and stuff but you should pay pay attention yeah yeah and you know um again i guess circling back around to the blackhawks the the thing that uh, really disappoints me is just how silent the organization has been uh, since the firing of McDonough. Mm-hmm. And not that I, not that I would have expected much of a of a different reaction from the organization uh, had McDonough still been in charge. But I mean, you, the sense. Well, I, I shouldn't say the sense. The perception right now has got to be that you know the 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 hawks seem rudderless Mm. um just the fact that somebody of mcdonough's position can be let go and we're i I think it's been just over a month already Mm -hmm. and we've literally not heard from the ownership or um yeah, all we, all you know, we've his, got, his interim replacement in any yeah. meaningful way, just a few comments here and there, no press conferences. And I just it, it's astounding to me that they're not being held to account for. Yeah. And it's like, what have we gotten? We've gotten some vague like reports in the athletic of a power struggle. Right. His son and McDonough. And that's Peter Wirtz and McDonough. And that's all we've gotten. Yeah. Nothing from and, the front office. And we, we still don't have a timeline for when they plan to have a replacement. Uh, you know, is it is it something where they're aiming for, you know, before we return to play here? Or is it something where they're just truly putting it off until after the season, whenever the season ends up ending? Which, I mean, at this point, if the return to play scenario takes place, I mean, we're, we're looking months, months and months away. 
you know, before the Stanley Cup is played. And, you know, we still haven't even, you know, they're not conducting interviews as far as, as anything is made public. It's just a very weird scenario. Um, The, the one um, uh, good thing I did see in that regard, um, one of the, the candidates that I did see floated out in, in an article, I guess probably in The Athletic, um, a while back uh, after McDonough was let go, uh, was uh, Kevin Weeks, uh, mm-hmm. who former NHL goaltender, um, and uh, uh, I, I believe he's with NHL Network. He's yeah, not with AC. Yeah, he's, he's not he's with one of the people on there. Yeah, yeah, one not not with TV. NBC. He's with he's with NHL, I believe, and mm-hmm. you know he's always a guy that uh, I thought. Uh, presented himself very well, pretty knowledgeable about the game. Uh, he's somebody kind of in the same vein as uh, Olchek, where, you know, doesn't have necessarily the front office experience, but is hooked in with everybody around the league and seems to have um, respect uh, throughout the league. And um, he did give an interview on... 670 the score i think was so one of the local chicago stations and i saw a link to it um on twitter or something and it, you know it wasn't a very long um interview but he did he was asked about um the potential for um not directly if he would be interested in the blackhawks uh, front office job but just uh, but just front, just front office, office jobs in general and uh but you know you, everybody knew what the score was uh there um and he gave a very uh you know uh typical answer that you would uh um get from that but uh you know I, the the interest definitely seems there um he's really the only you know candidate that i've heard about where he's actually been you know indirectly or directly asked about it and so I, I, that's at least a name that uh, well you I know I've, i haven't asked you about that really um i would assume would you be more in favor of a hockey you know more hockey side for the president than a business or would you not care either way it if you're gonna have a hockey person in charge that's fine i think it would be difficult to bring in a hockey person and expect to keep the, the, the current hockey ops that are there, um, in place. I mean, if you're, if you're going to have the head of your organization be a hockey guy, he's probably going to want his own, his, you know, his own people under him. Um, so that would probably spell the end for Bowman. But yeah, what was the um, there's always an old Bill Parcells that uh, way back in the day, he said he wanted to be his own GM because if I'm going to cook the dinner, I want to buy the groceries. Right, right. So you, you know, team president would probably want to have his own people in there. Right. So, you know, I guess it depends on what you as a fan would want. Um, you know, like I, I've come out in the past. Uh, nothing new. I, I, I'm not 
hugely behind Bowman. I, I would certainly be fine if they decide to make a change, but I think he's also still done enough where to just that they could justify keeping him. Um, you know, especially if even if it just involves a little bit of a shakeup where maybe they bring in, I, I would like to see at least some new voices um, be included. Um, but if they did bring in just a business side president, which would be fine, I think that's, you know, a, a perfectly legitimate strategy. And, and, and I, I think that's the only way you would see Bowman stick around. But even in that case, you know, a, a new president coming in, even if he's going to be focusing on the business side, um, doesn't, you know, would ne- wouldn't necessarily have to keep Bowman either. They, they, they could decide, um, you know, take the organization in a new direction as well. But I, I, both, it, both strategies can work. You can have a business side and a hockey op side. You can have, you know, a hockey op side at the top or not. Well, yeah. I guess I guess you know if you think about it, they won three Stanley Cups with a business guy as the president. So exactly, it's- yeah. I mean, there's there's no one way you can do it, and you know, obviously everybody's going to have a preference. You know, the fans are always going to have, oh, you know, you got to you know do it this way or you got to do it that way. But I'm really somebody who is pretty open minded about such things, where it's just like. As long as you have a plan and you, you know, do your best to, to stick with the plan, but, you know, still be open to making adjustments and, you know, to build a championship roster requires luck <laughs> um, yeah. as well as uh, skill. And, you know, even if you make all the right moves, sometimes it still doesn't work out. Um, and, you know, even when you make occasional bad moves and, you know, Bowman is a, a, you know, a prime example of that. I, uh, obviously he's made a lot of bad moves, but he yes. still ended up, you know, fielding championship rosters, certainly with the help of other people in his previous GMs as, as well. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's so hard to, to really say what, what direction the Hawks are even going in just because they're so silent on it. It's it, to me, it's just, it's so weird. And I, I, I just, I really can't imagine any other organization being able to get away with this. I just, it, it, it astounds me it, it, if the, you know, if the bears fired Ted Phillips, There'd be a lot of cheering in Chicago, I know. <laughs> He's not a popular president. But there'd be people clamoring. Who's the next guy? Who's the next guy? If the next guy comes in, is he going to fire the GM? There, there's just been, like, no speculation. And I, I'm I'm very disappointed in, um, like, the beat reporters and stuff, too. There hasn't been anything that I've seen in the, the Trib or the Sun-Times or the Athletic or anything, really, <laughs> No, like nothing. pushing for it. You know, there's been some idle speculation. Oh, who would be the candidates? But n- nobody's saying, hey, this is ridiculous. Hold these guys to account. We need something. You know, you can't just, yeah, yeah. you know, even if it's, hey, we're we're going to wait until after the season. Tell us yeah, Give us some time. Yeah. You know, give us some time to work on it or whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. And it, it, it's just so weird to me that somebody 
with as much power as McDonough had and as much success as he's had, where he, he could just be so quietly swept aside yeah. and just there's there's been no repercussions whatsoever and, and no even, explanation. Even, no even explanation. Too, yeah. Even weirder, he's not saying anything. You think maybe he would say something or and he's yeah. not talking either. It's None just it it's so bizarre. So bizarre. I just and and maybe the Hawks are just taking advantage of the fact that everything in the sports world is yeah. is thrown out of whack and you know we're all distracted by other things and they're just gonna get away with this as long as they possibly can. But yeah, I there's just, no need to to have me a press conference or whatever. Somebody's got to start asking questions and yes. yeah, it's just it's I, like I said, it's it's mind boggling to me that the most successful franchise in the NHL right now, I mean, well, I mean, obviously not over the last couple of years, but over the last decade, financially uh, wins everything. I, I mean, it's it, it it's really the, the the prime franchise, at least in in the U.S. Um, for the NHL over the last 10 years. And yeah, the president has been fired and just dead silence, just radio silence. It's, oh, I, well, maybe as uh, things start ramping back up and they have to be, you know, have to meet with the press and stuff, at least to right. staff the team, maybe then they'll have to, they'll have yeah. to say something eventually. You'd think, I don't know. They, they won't say anything. Yeah. And, and it's just weird that there hasn't been leaks uh, everything. I mean, they seem to be just locked in complete lockdown, and it's yeah. I just <laughs> I'm really at a loss for words on it. I just it, it's so strange. And then I was reading another article though, which is kind of similar to this about just like Stan Bowman. So now it's almost like he was going to go three straight years without making the playoffs. A couple other GMs on the hot seat. But now they're in this weird play-in thing. And if they win a few games, can they say, well, you can't fire me because I got my team to the playoffs? It's kind of a well, weird spot. Again, that's all going to circle back around to who they decided to to install as president. Mm-hmm. I, if it had still been McDonough in place, I could see that logic playing out where, yeah. hey, you know, we're showing improvement. We, we have made the playoffs, even if it is you know, locking into it or whatever. But yeah, if they were to make the playoffs and win a few games, like you said, and, 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 you know, the young players um, performed well in those games, I could certainly see, you know, that status quo. Hey, let's, let's keep it going. We got the momentum going in the right direction, but, you know, with a new president coming in, I, I think everything's on the table and everything's up for grabs and, I don't think we can really predict anything until no. we see who, who the new decision maker is going to be. Yeah, and I guess we'll just have to keep waiting for that until yeah. some kind of work comes forth. And as far as everything else, there wasn't really that much news updates. And no. I would encourage people to check out a tape statement because I've seen a few of these athlete statements and most of them are not very good. But <laughs> this one was pretty good. That's but, good. That's that's good to hear. Anyway, I perhaps I will <laughs> uh, actually seek that out and actually uh, read it in its 
uh, totality. I, I think I saw some snippets that other people had tweeted out, um, but I, I didn't. I didn't actually peruse his, his entire um, statement in full. So. Yep. All right, and I guess we'll be back next week, and mm-hmm. hopefully things will keep ramping up for some games to be played, and and I, you know, just everyone stay safe out there and everything. I'll, I guess we'll do our um, STH85 on Twitter, Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. Yeah, and everyone just, you know, keep safe, and if you're going to protest or whatever, stay safe out there, and if you're going to stay inside and keep, you know, isolating and stuff from the virus, do that. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. Everybody be safe.